Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. In 2012, John O'Sullivan didn't want to stand on the sideline, given what he was seeing in youth sports. So when he started the Changing the Game project, he did so largely because he felt parents didn't have access to good information for the benefit of their young athletes. So where are we now? There's some gloom, but there's also some hope. And I hope you'll stay tuned to find out what I mean. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As you start thinking about your spring sports season, the TeamSnap app can help you spend more time focusing on coaching and less time worrying about the team management side of things. Even in this preseason time, coaches can use the app to start building relationships with players and parents through the messaging features. Plus, once your spring schedule's ready, put it on the app for parents to easily sync to their calendars. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit teamsnap.com winning for more information. John O'Sullivan had a modest mission when he started the Changing the Game project in 2012. Put more play in playing youth sports. Through his books and his talks, John's message resonated and prompted an amazing opportunity for any speaker, a TED Talk. But John masterfully laid out the problems, backed by data and science, and he provided hope. In part two of our talk, John shares with me the perspective that stunned me, yet I still walked away invigorated and inspired by our conversation. Listen in and hear his perspective on where youth sports are at today and get a sneak preview about his third book, what are we waiting for? Let's jump in. I'm curious, you had this incredible TED Talk, you know, in April 2014, and I believe it was changing the game in youth sports, and it was a message that was so ahead of its time, and so many incredible points and perspectives, and I know you've built the brand around that, and you've written books about it. But what do you feel like has changed since April 2014? I think there's way more awareness of the issues than there was then. Okay. And, the, you know, the reason that I wrote my first book, which was called Changing the Game, and then, you know, got to do that TED Talk and started the work I do was because I was running a youth sports organization. And I felt like parents didn't have access to good information on like, what does what does good look like, mm. right? What am I supposed to be doing for my son or, or my daughter? Let's just call it that. What I term the race to nowhere in youth sports is worse now than it was then. Yeah. But I it was agree. already getting bad then. And I was like, okay, I am a youth sports director who cares about this topic and I can't really find good information. Maybe I'll just go build it myself. And that's mm. kind of, you know, why I do what I do. Yeah. You know, so I think now... 10 years since I started my business, eight years since that TED Talk, great organizations like Positive Coaching Alliance, Proactive Coaching. There's information out there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know if you know the author, Derek Sievers, and he, he says, if information was the problem, we'd all be millionaires with six-pack abs, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's not about information. And now it's, I think the biggest issue is this fear of missing out. Mm. The parents are so scared that they're going to let their kids down, that their kids are going to miss out academically, 
athletically that they just snowplow away or whatever you want to call it. And childhood is gone because it's mm. being joysticked by mom and dad out of love, mm. out of love. And yeah. so we've made opportunities scarce. We've put things like scholarships on a pedestal, admission to elite universities on a pedestal, and basically created an environment where we're told if you're not solely focused on this from the first time your kid steps into school and sports, you're not going to make it. And it just has created this massive rat race. And I think a lot of us had hoped COVID would be the reset button, right? All of a sudden, wow, we're having dinner together as a family every night. We're not running here, there, and everywhere. And we thought that maybe this was this opportunity for people to go, oh, man, like, okay, what we were just doing, that was not healthy. Let's take a step back. And sadly, it hasn't. I think it just got worse. Sideline behavior got worse. Pressure got ramped up. Yeah, people, I mean, people are just meaner in the world than they were three years ago, if that's hard to believe. Yeah. I, You know, I think at the, because I was coaching during COVID and because I work with like a state organization that also has a pulse on coaching here in Minnesota, I think there was a brief window after games were shut down, practices were shut down. And when we returned, we started returning and there was the practices can continue, but parents can't be there because we're trying to limit COVID exposure. And then, oh, well, parents can come to games, but not other folks can come to games. And it was very restricted. I think there was that period very briefly where it was like, oh, it's so good to have sports back. Totally. You know, and I think everybody, that was kind of that moment where we kind of saw the best of what youth sports could be again, just a, a glimpse. And people were civil to each other because there was a air of gratitude just to be able to play games again, just to be able to practice again. But as is often the case, it was a fleeting moment and we didn't really learn from it. And then it got back into the arms race of one-upping each other in this race to nowhere, which I love your term, race to nowhere. It's such a brilliant perspective on it. And so... And and you know what? Like we also had in that beginning of, well, you got to stay local. So we figured out how we could run in town sports again. And, you know, I helped start a local 7v7 soccer league because we couldn't travel around the state right. and play games. Right. And we ended up getting 150 high school age kids that weren't even part of our club sign up for this league just to play. And it's like, wow, like this is it, right? Yeah. Like, these yeah. are the people. And, and man, so, yeah, it's just sad. John, you're one of the main influencers in youth sports, and I just so appreciate and look up to how you utilize your platform, the messaging. I love the fact that you're still a youth coach and also that you've got, you're the parent of two kids, you know, that are a part of the youth sports process right now. Um, I know you've got a new book coming out. Tell me about that book, just because I'm sure people will be excited to learn about it, but I wanna know uh, as much as you can reveal, like what's gonna be that big takeaway from this new book that's coming out? Sure, and I, you know, I don't know how you do your books, but people always ask me, right, when you're writing a book, oh, what's the title? And I'm like, that's the last thing we figure out, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I have a children's book series. It's called The Middle School Rules. Yeah, so that's I know the, that. it, yeah. Basically, it's The Middle School Rules and then just plug in the athlete that I'm writing the book with. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, cool. So yeah, but I mean, of you know, this is my third bigger book and it's like, the title always comes late in the process. So yeah. let me, I'll, I'll just throw you out. And then this is Jerry Lynch, Dr. Jerry Lynch and I have done this one together. We're yeah. partners in conferences and this podcast that we run and all this sort of stuff. And so the working title is, is love lead compete, inspiring lessons on being a great teammate or being an exceptional teammate, right? So this book is how to be a great teammate. We've written about parenting, we've written about coaching, and now it's like, okay, like here's the thing, right? We do a lot of work with college teams and high school teams on developing culture. Well, what is my role on being a great teammate? What mm. does that mean? And so we just, they're little two to three page chapters on love. So on relationships and connection and mm. then leadership. Uh, how do I lead? How do I follow? How do I, you know, how do I serve? And then compete, right? Mm. What are the things that the best people, best athletes do to compete their very best? And so mm. sort of designed that you might buy it for everyone on your team. And each week we read a chapter or in the summer mm. we read it and then we say, okay, what are the things that really stuck out? Do we want some of these to be our values for our team? Things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. No, that sounds, yeah. that sounds wonderful. Were you coaching at the youth level before you had children or was that kind of the time that you started? No, I, I coached. So when I stopped playing at about 26, I was coaching college. And then as many college coaches do, I supplemented my income coaching youth. And, and so then kind of stuck with that. So yeah, I was a youth coach and a club coaching director and executive director of nonprofits for for a while before my daughter was born and she's right. my oldest and then basically ran an organization here in Oregon until, you know, she was six and my son was four. And that's when, you know, I realized like, wow, I'm never home for dinner and all that stuff. And I need to sort of shift gears and be a better dad here. So that was my journey. Yeah. So I, I spent many years screwing up other people's kids so I could be better for my own. <laughs> I apologize, all yeah. your families. I apologize. What was something that just based on your incredible insights and all the things that you've done, what was one thing that you wanted to really bring as a coach once you started coaching your kids? And obviously for both of us, it's not just coaching our kids, right? I mean, I want to make an impact on every kid in my program. Yeah. So let me answer that in two ways. Okay. The And say, number one, the biggest thing I realized when I became a father was an understanding of trust that I thought for many years before I was a dad, well, you should trust me as your kid's coach because, you know, I was a good player and I know about soccer, right? Once you have your own children, as you know, this little human being is the most important thing to you in the world. I don't trust you simply because you have knowledge of a sport or something. Trust is about connection. Trust is about believability. Trust is about dependability. And so I, I understood trust. I understood that I had to earn trust every single day as a coach because people were entrusting me with the most important things in their lives, their children. Mm, and I realized, am I treating this kid like I would want someone to treat my own child? 
Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then I probably shouldn't be doing it, right? So that was a, a big shift. Now, to sort of directly answer your question, coaching your own child is hard because you have to learn to take, you know, put on your coach hat and your parent hat, right? And and you have to make sure that when I go to practice, I'm coach, your player, and when practice ends, I'm dad, your son or daughter. And we have to have that healthy boundary, but I have to let practice end for my kids. Mm-hmm. It can't go on forever. The discussion of the games can't go on forever. I have to recognize that, you know, there's a specific amount of pressure on kids when their parent is the coach to do well. They don't necessarily get to be themselves around their friends. You're coaching their friends and what you say on the field can affect their relationships off it. So mm-hmm. it's this real awareness of like all the things. But I think if you do it well and you understand your children and and what they want and you communicate and ask them when it's time for you to step aside, you know, it's an amazing way to spend time with your kids. And it's an amazing way, you know, I would say as someone with a teenage daughter now and I, you know, coached her and her friends through their middle school years. And it's, it's, it's kind of a nice thing as the dad of a teenager when your daughter's friends think you're a cool guy, you know, and like you. It gives you a lot of clout, doesn't it? Yeah, you have clout in your own home, yeah. which normally you don't get. And so yeah. that, that worked out really well, that I think I was a good coach for them. I respected them. I'm still close to a lot of those girls. I've helped some of them on their college journeys, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And so I think I, I'm very blessed to have a great relationship with my daughter. And I think that's a part of it. That's awesome. My last two questions for you, and I honestly can't say that I've ever been more excited because these questions to get your answers might be why I designed this podcast. I'm going to ask the last one first, and, and you'll understand why, but what's one message that you would try to instill in kids who look up to you? What would you want these young athletes to know? Joy. Love what you do, right? You know, and be passion. Right. And understand, be passionate and understand what, why you do this. Right. So, you know, I mean, those are the things that are at the, the heart of everything that I do is if I'm not out there smiling and enjoying myself, then why would I be out there? And if you're not out here smiling, and enjoying yourself and through that joy, you know, I expect you to work hard and focus and, and respect other yeah. people. And, and so I just know that whatever I model is what I'm going to get. Yeah. And I hope that's, I hope that's what they get out of it. Last summer when I had a chance to, you know, take over as the varsity head coach of the program, you know, I wanted to create cornerstones of the program and joy was one of those cornerstones. And the way I explained it is I feel like COVID's been such a hard time for us adults. It's obviously impacted our work. It's impacted, you know, the way we work, right? Remote, virtual, all those things. And I think we've forgotten how impactful it's been for kids to not be in school all the time you know, and to have stops and starts to their schedule. And so I said, hey, we have to have joy because this has to be fun. And so that was something that I, I really love that you're, you're bringing that. Now, my final question to you, what's one message you have for youth sports parents today? I mean, you've literally written books on this, John. So, <laughs> so when I'm asking you to do one message, I know that's very, very difficult. <laughs> Enjoy this journey because it goes by really fast. Right. As the parent of a almost 16 and a 17 year old a couple of years ago, I mean, I was just watching videos of them snow plowing down a ski mountain. And now, you know, my kids are up there by themselves today or whatever with their yeah. friends blasting all over the place. And 
it just goes by so fast uh, and it's a blink of an eye. And so enjoy it and just recognize that this couple years of youth sport, it should be just a slice of 50 years in sport. It's not an end in and of itself. Mm. So stop treating it like if we don't make it by 15, this has been a waste of time. If you do that and, and take a step back and use it to just enjoy the time and the face time and the car time it gives you yeah. with your children, then you can't lose. That's right. You can't lose. Yeah. Well, John, I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for your, your candor and, and for your, your wisdom. Really, really appreciate it. Oh, this has been awesome. I truly appreciate it. You're a wonderful interviewer. This was easy. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page. Before I close, though, my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, and my video series, Model Student Athlete, are thrilled to present our Coach of the Month. We want to shine the spotlight on coaches and youth sports who are making a positive impact on young student athletes, and we want to recognize Haley Speed, the Director of Operations for the Seton Hall Women's Soccer Team, a youth coach for STA in New Jersey, and an Olympic development coach of the 2010 Eastern New York Girls. Last year, she was named to the United Soccer Coaches 30 Under 30 class. Congratulations, Haley. Last but not least, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to app to help you have a successful spring sports season. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen. Sean Jensen.